Carmel Presbyterian Church's podcast channel. Open up a Bible or just listen in. We hope this week's message is a blessing to you. Good morning. Uh, Today's text comes from John chapter 10. If you'll grab your Bibles wherever you are, we'd love you to follow along. We're going to be in verses 11 through 16 and then kind of be uh, throughout the chapter. So I hope you'll follow along with us this morning as I share God's word. And so John 10, starting in verse 11, these are the words of Jesus. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd who does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me just as a father knows me and I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Praise be to God. Now, if you're part of the CPC family, you know we've been studying the words of Jesus, the I am statements in the Gospel of John. And in this time, we want you to hear God's voice as we study God's word. Now, there's not one person listening to this that hasn't been affected by the coronavirus. You may have just lost a job or been put on furlough, or maybe you're considered an at-risk person. Even for the young and healthy, more evidence shows that this virus is dangerous for people of all ages. And likely as testing gets more prevalent and faster, we're going to see a spike in confirmed cases. And fear is going to be the natural response over the next several weeks. So I want you to know that Jesus truly is the Good Shepherd. He knows you, he cares for you, he's here with you today, and he cares for his sheep. He knows your name, he he knows you better than you know yourself. Would you look with me at verse 27, a little further down in our Bibles, where Jesus says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Can you hear him calling you? Because Jesus says that those who belong to him can hear his voice, they know his voice. And many of us know that comes through his word as we read the Bible, or maybe sometimes even a direct word as we pray or as we're ministering to others, we hear his voice. And yet we're worried about our jobs, our savings, our health, our families, our security. And in the midst of that, can you hear him? The shepherd is speaking to you today. Do you know this good shepherd who wants you to hear his voice? He wants to get your attention as well. Recently, a man came to my office for some counseling. You never know what that's going to entail. So as he came in the office and sat down, I was pleasantly surprised to hear him say, well, I just became born again. And he told the story how over the first uh, 50 years of his life that he was not a follower of Christ. And yet some recent things, some, some hardships just made him start thinking about maybe there is something beyond this life. Maybe there is a God somehow. And what a joy it was to hear him say the story of him hearing the voice of God, not audibly, but hearing it in such a clear way that led him to respond and say yes to Jesus for the first time just a month ago. How great it is to know that when Jesus says he's the good shepherd and his sheep hear his voice, he's speaking truth. 
He really is speaking. But the question is, are we listening for his voice? See, it's often in the pain of our lives that help us attune to God's voice, isn't it? It's in the losses and the crisis where we have the opportunity to get quiet and hear the voice of God. And this time of forced solitude for many of us can reconnect us to God if we choose to not waste our quarantine, to not waste this crisis, that this can be a time where we hear God's voice more clearly than ever before. God's speaking and wants you to hear him. When we look at verse 22, I want you to see the context for this entire passage, actually. It says this in John 10, 22, at that time, the feast of dedication took place at Jerusalem. It was winter. Now, the word Hanukkah, the celebration of our Jewish friends, means dedication. So Hanukkah is a dedication of the Jews retaking the temple from the pagan ruler Antiochus. That was through the Maccabean revolts. Now, throughout John's gospel, Jesus has this audacity to present himself as the central character in Israel's great feasts. In fact, he was equating himself with God by using the phrase, I am. And so during the Passover feast, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. And during the Feast of Tabernacles, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. And here during the festival of Hanukkah, of dedication, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. And so what we see in John 10 is Jesus presenting himself as the fulfillment of Hanukkah. That he's presenting himself as the true light, the true shepherd, unlike the other religious leaders who were false shepherds. See, but then Jesus goes further. Jesus keeps alluding to the fact that he is not only a wise teacher, not just a spiritual leader, but that he is one with God. Look at what he says in verse 30. Jesus says, I and the Father are one. It doesn't get much clearer than that, friends. I and the Father are one. So the religious authorities, the story goes on to say, he, they picked up stones to kill Jesus because he's claiming equality with God. And so Jesus is presenting himself throughout the Gospel of John in contrast to the false claims of the pagan rulers, that he is the one who has true knowledge. He is the one who is connected to God, and not only connected to God, but God himself. By claiming to be a shepherd and one with the Father, here on Hanukkah, Jesus is not only enraging the Jewish authorities, he's also challenging the Roman authorities by kingship, claiming to be a king. So I don't want you to miss out on this. The fact that Jesus says he's the only one who can carry you through this crisis. He's the only one who has spiritual authority. He's the only one who has earthly authority, worthy of your worship, worthy of your attention. Jesus says he's the only one who can carry you through this storm, this crisis, through this dark valley. So Jesus is saying, if you're looking for security outside of him, you will never find it. You'll be greatly disappointed. Security in the stock market, security even in your own health. Outside of Jesus, you will not find lasting hope. Jesus says, you cannot find true lasting hope outside of me. And I know you want lasting hope. 
But you won't find it, not in Buddha, not in being a good person, not in working hard. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. Follow me. Put your trust in me and me alone. Jesus says, I'm the only one who can carry you through this dark valley. I'm the good shepherd. Let me lead you. Let me guide you. Let me carry you. Come to me. Ask Jesus to lead you in the season. I can't help but to think of the 23rd Psalm from the Old Testament, the Hebrew Scriptures, when I read this passage in John 10, where uh, the psalmist says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. It sounds like the words of Jesus, the good shepherd, speaking to us today. In Psalm 23, it presents this image of a shepherd leading sheep to peaceful green pastures and then leading them beside quiet waters. I don't know if you know this, but sheep, I hear, spend most of their day doing three things, eating, drinking, resting. Sounds like a lot of us right now for under quarantine, right? Sheltered at home. And for me, I mean, having good food, good drink, especially when we can do that with friends we love. It, it's one of the happiest, most fulfilling pictures of life we can imagine. And that's what the psalmist is giving us when you follow the Good Shepherd. And it's so hard right now for many of us because we're separated from fam family and friends, perhaps, right? And we feel distant from them and we want to be close. See, the shepherd wants good things for us. And this shepherd in particular not only leads his sheep to drink, but Psalm 23 says specifically to peaceful drink, quiet waters. When I traveled to Israel years ago, I had the chance to see the incredible landscape of Israel, the incredible deserts that are there, and these canyons and these uh, beautiful uh, facades and the ways that everything rolls around the countryside. But I didn't realize what's very common is that when it rains there, they have these storm seasons where flash floods come. That the waters produce so much rainfall that it careens through the deep valleys and it shakes the ground like an earthquake. And a flash flood kills everything in its path. And so for the psalmist, writing hundreds and hundreds of years ago meant that the shepherd navigated this dangerous reality of flash floods that brought destruction, that the shepherd is leading the sheep safely to when the waters are quiet again, to safe places where there'll be stillness, where the danger has passed. We're in the middle of the danger that the shepherd is looking out for the sheep. Don't you feel like we've been hit by a storm? Like an earthquake has shaken us, like a flash flood has come, and everything is different. And Jesus says he will shepherd us through this. He will be with us. He will lead us. He will fill us as we experience the trials, the floods, the storms, the uncertainties. Jesus says, I will shepherd you. I'm the good shepherd. In the next several weeks, they're going to get harder for us, perhaps. But I want you to know that the shepherd has not abandoned us. He is promising to be with you. If you will choose to follow him and recognize his voice and listen to him, he says, I will shepherd you. I want to shepherd you because shepherds 
take care of their sheep. Here's the thing, though. If Jesus is a shepherd, that means I'm a sheep. And sometimes we're foolish, right? So here's a question you always wanted to know, right? If one sheep walked off a cliff, would the rest follow? Well, in fact, in 2005, uh, the USA Today actually said and reported that stunned Turkish shepherds had left their herd to graze while they had breakfast. Pretty normal thing, right? And they watched in horror as 1,500 sheep followed one after the other down the cliff. In the end, 450 animals lay on top of one another in this billowy white pile, dead. See, so then you ask, well, what happened to the other thousand sheep? How did they survive? Well, the fact is that those who jumped later actually got saved because as the pile got higher, there was this billowy softness to break their fall. They were more cushioned. Now, here's the thing. Jesus says he's a shepherd and that you and I, we're the foolish sheep. We're the ones who sometimes aren't listening to his voice. And we're heading towards a cliff, and he wants us to know, he wants to shepherd us. Jesus says he's the shepherd, and we are the sheep, and we can be foolish at times. Just last week, thousands of young people flocked to the beaches in Florida, ignoring our, our president and government officials' wise caution to stay away, to shelter at home if possible, to, know, to, to avoid groups of 10 or more, and they ignored it. It's foolish, Right? And, but before you or I point our fingers towards them, I need to point it back to myself because I've been foolish. You can probably even think of a time, let's say, if, if the Lord flashed your whole life in front of you on like a TV screen or on your computer monitor. And in that, what if, what if it was recorded the worst moments in your life, the times when you were at your worst? Wouldn't you admit that all of us have acted like foolish sheep at times? Just a month ago, I wasn't even worried about the coronavirus. Yeah, maybe I washed my hands a little bit more, but it wasn't really a big deal, according to my own thought process. Foolish sheep right here. We're all in sh sheep in need of a shepherd, right? We're all foolish without the good shepherd leading us. But sheep not only are foolish, they're also vulnerable. Take a look at verse 7 in chapter 10 of John. So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. What Jesus is saying is that he's the protector of the sheep. From what I hear, shepherds, even today, they actually lay down in front of the opening of the gate. If there isn't one there, they'll act as the barrier when they put in the sheep at night. And so in ancient times, maybe the sheep are in a cave at night and to protect them from the wolves or other, whatever beasts would come after the sheep, the shepherd actually lays down in front of the opening of the cave to protect them. You see, we keep trying to acquire enough stuff in our lives to give us the illusion that we're secure, to give us the uh, illusion that we have enough of our own gate to protect ourselves our own money, our own health, our own certainty. And then a crisis hits. And we realize that none of these things can bring the security that we really long for, right? 
especially when hard times like these arise, our insecurities are actually magnified in the crisis, in the storm, in the dark valley. And so these are pains that point to our need for a shepherd. Are you listening? Are you aware? Are you hearing the voice of the shepherd saying, come to me, don't depend on these false securities to make you feel secure. Lean on me, the shepherd says, the one who can give you eternal security and the one who wants to carry you right now in this season. So sheep, though, also we see they're not only foolish, they're not only vulnerable, but thirdly, they're valuable. In verse 11, head there with me. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. As if we need to hear it time and time again. Jesus is saying, I, I am willing and I will lay down my life for you. I care for you. I love you. I want to be your protector. I want to shield you from death, shield you from the eternal death that sin brings. Jesus wants to shepherd you and lay down his life for you. If you will say yes, then he brings his life, his sacrifice to give you life when you turn to him. In Brooklyn a few years ago, a true story, a mother was picking up her child from school. Gunshots suddenly rang out. Her natural instinct was to protect not only her own child, but the children around her. Unfortunately, this mom died of her wounds. And yet the experts say likely her actions saved several children as she shielded them. You know, Philip Yancey says this, he said, I heard wise words from a physician at Harvard Medical School. Of course we need to take precautions, she said. At the same time, a pandemic like COVID-19 reminds us that we're part of a community. All of us are vulnerable. She suggests that we respond with an outbreak of kindness because we're all vulnerable. I was just talking to a friend who is not only a Christian, but a former airline pilot. And he stayed in touch with all of his airline buddies for the past 25 years. And on a text message, he just said, hey, you guys, I just want to let you know if you're willing to, I'm going to set up a daily scripture, a word of hope. Now, he didn't know most of these guys weren't believers or necessarily religious in any way. He didn't know what they we would say or what they would respond with. Every one of them said, yes, 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 sign me up. Because we all know we're vulnerable. We're all looking for hope. And Jesus, the good shepherd, is saying, I want to be your protector. I want to be your guide, your leader. I want to carry you in this dark valley. Right now, people are looking for a shepherd. And you can introduce them to the one who gave his life for the sheep. If you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you have an opportunity in this crisis time to tell people about the Good Shepherd, that they might have life in Him. They're open because we all realize we're vulnerable, right? The whole planet knows we need to come together in order to make it through this storm. And we know as believers we need Jesus, the Good Shepherd. I want to ask all of us here in the CPC family and anyone listening something, you know, you can have a positive impact as we go through this dark valley right now. In the midst of all of your very real struggles, and we know they are real for many of us, would you do this? Would you take five for five? What do I mean? Would you take five people and call them for five minutes and simply ask them, 
how are you doing, and how can I pray for you? Anyone could do this. You don't have to be a pastor. You don't have to be an elder. Every one of you, especially if you have the hope of Jesus in you, can take five for five. Five minutes, five people. How are you doing? How can I pray for you? This is how we can be a true family together in this season. Every one of us can do this. You see, to a hungry world, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. To a dark world, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. And I will show you the way. And here today in our text in John 10, to a lost world, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd who will lead you through this storm. I will carry you if you come to me. You don't have to turn there, but in John 1, verse 29, John the baptizer sees Jesus. And as Jesus comes, he says, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. What John is doing, actually, is implying that this man, Jesus, is not just a man. And actually, is not only the Messiah they were looking for. He was a Messiah even more than they were expecting. That Jesus himself would be the ultimate sacrifice the ultimate lamb of God. See, the Jewish sacrificial system depended on sacrificing animals regularly for the forgiveness of sins. And what Jesus is saying by John's proclamation is that I am the good shepherd. I will lay down my life. I will be the final sacrifice for the forgiveness of sins. I will be the final sacrifice needed through my death and resurrection. I will cover every storm. I will be with you in every crisis. Say yes to me. Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, becomes the final and last sacrifice needed. So think about this. The good shepherd of the sheep is also the sacrificial Lamb of God. He's both. And so when Jesus took the cross and darkness overcame Jerusalem, as the Bible says, the good shepherd laid down his life for the hopes that you might say yes to him. See, realize it wasn't the nails that held him on the cross. He could have got off the cross anytime he wanted. It was the thought of you and the thought of me being separated from him for eternity. That's what kept him on the cross. The book of Hebrews says, For the joy set before him, Christ endured the cross. It was to save you, to save me in this storm that Jesus stayed on the cross. Jesus, the good shepherd, is looking at you today and in this time of crisis, imploring you to follow him. And for the believers who are listening to this, imploring you to share this word, to encourage someone, to, to tell someone that there's a good shepherd ready to shield them from this storm. Are you ready to make Jesus your shepherd? Perhaps for some of you listening who haven't said yes to Jesus? Or maybe do you know someone who needs to hear this invitation? You see, because friends, none of us are promised tomorrow, right? Compared to eternity, life on this earth is a tiny little speck. If we're lucky, maybe I'll live 100 years, right? And on my tombstone one day, it'll have my year of birth and then my year of death. And in between will be this little dash, right? What Jesus is saying to us today is, Live your dash well. That little tiny speck of your life, live it well. Live it for me. Live it in me. Live it following me, the good shepherd. Trust me. 
foolish sheep. Trust me, vulnerable sheep. Trust me, beloved sheep. Jesus says, I chose to lay down my life for you. I chose to stay on that cross because I love you. and I want to carry you in the storm. Don't live this dash, this speck of your life without the good shepherd leading you. Jesus himself told a parable, in fact, in fact about a shepherd who had 100 sheep, but he left the 99 to go after one who was lost. That's how much God loves you. Maybe you're that one today. Say yes. Or maybe God will use you to reach out to the one as you call five people and take five minutes to say, how can I pray for you? Do you know the good shepherd? Do you have security in your life? Like I do, because I have the good shepherd in my life. At CPC, this dark valley that we are on this journey together on, we want you to experience this not just as a friendly church, but more than that, more than friendly, but a true family. And the reason why we can be a true family is because we are led by a good shepherd who loves us with an everlasting love. I want to give some practical advice before we wrap up. I know staying at home is not easy. The next weeks, for some of us, are going to be really hard. But we can do this. I want to let you know we can do this. Let us know, though, how we can be a true family to you. A word of encouragement. Maybe if you live locally, we can have someone who, who can drop off someplace safely at your door, right? Some supplies or groceries. Let us know. And if, if you need something, you can send it to the prayer email or you can still leave a message at the office as well. Or maybe we can meet a spiritual need somehow. You see, as fear and uncertainty grows in these next several weeks, uh, we are here to pray for you. We want you to know we're here for you. We want to minister to you. But friends, we are going to need to depend on each other and be smart in these days. I have a Facebook friend. Her name is Rachel, and her mom posted uh, something very important about her. I met her when she was a young girl at Bel Air Presbyterian, where I was a college pastor and worship leader, and um, she's all grown up now. And for you Disney fans, this matters because she's the voice of the character Honey Marin in the new movie Frozen 2. And so my claim to fame is that when Rachel, as a young five-year-old, was at a church retreat, and I was kind of teasing her about something, she looked at me and said, you're a slimy, froggy face. So that's my claim to fame with Rachel. Well, her mom reports that Rachel has COVID-19 and she's resting at home. She's getting the care she needs, but they wanted us to know this is serious. She's young, she's healthy, but she got it too. This is a serious thing. And so when we stay at home, those of us who maybe think that we're healthy, we are doing a great thing for our neighbors, especially those who are immunocompromised, those who are at risk. We are doing a good thing. And so, Rachel, if you're listening to this message, I want you to know that Pastor Slimy Froggy Face is praying for you, and we are sharing the word you wanted us to share. Please stay at home, be safe, follow all the health precautions. We can do this together. We can do this when we have the Good Shepherd in our lives. We can flatten the curve, right? We can choose faith as we go through this dark valley. Because we know the Good Shepherd's with us, we can cry out to Him in the midst of these difficult times. And we can be an encourager if for some reason the Lord has given us great joy in this season, then we can encourage others who are going through a difficult time, right? As we shelter at home, we can listen to his voice. We can listen to the word of God. 
over the words of fear and over anxiety. We can attune to him. Let's not waste our quarantine time, right? We can listen to the Lord better. And so to the Christians, let's remember the words of missionary Amy Carmichael when she said this, when I consider the cross of Christ, how can I say anything but be a sacrifice? How can, I, how can anything I do be called a sacrifice compared to what Jesus has done? That's how I feel like as well. And so we shelter at home. We practice good health standards. We encourage those who are hurting. So let's remember that we're not only vulnerable, but valuable in the eyes of God. We can be a true family in this season, even when we can't be with each other physically. When the world needs it most, we can have hope in our hearts and show it in our lives. And so would you please join me in prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for being our good shepherd and for leading us in this season. I pray for those who really are experiencing the dark valleys right now. I pray you'd help them to hear your voice. And for those who have never said yes to you, that they would choose to follow you, the good shepherd, and become that, that, that lost one that's been brought into the fold. Lord, would you do that even now? And I pray for the Christians who already know you as shepherd. Would you give them confidence that you will carry us through this season and also give us confidence that we can be a blessing to others. We can encourage others. We can actually have faith when some of our friends don't have faith and don't have hope. And so, Lord, we pray by the power of your Holy Spirit, give us creativity to minister and to bless others in this time. A phone call, an email, uh, uh, a gift, uh, dropping off something at a doorstep, whatever it may be, Lord, show us how we can meet needs and bless people, Lord. We know you're the good shepherd. We know you're going to carry us through, Lord. Help us to have faith and ever-increasing faith in these dark seasons. Lord, we want to hear your voice and follow you wherever you lead us. And it's in your name we pray, King Jesus. Amen. We want to remind you to send your prayer requests to us prayer at carmelpress.org, but also we want to hear how God is at work in your life during this season. And so send an email to testimonies at carmelpress.org. Thank you for listening. For more information about Carmel Presbyterian Church, visit our website, at www.carmelprez.org or any of our social media pages. Have a blessed rest of your week.